You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Pacers podcast. My name is Adam Friedman. As always, I'm a staffer at IndyCornrose.com. And joining me on the other line for our weekly tradition is Mr. Tony East. Tony, how are you doing? I'm really good. Uh, it's insanely hot in India right now, and I just played catch with a baseball outside. And I'm sweating from standing still and throwing a ball. Uh, what's the temperature out there? It's about 100 degrees here, by the way. Yeah, I guess I'm preaching to the wrong person about how hot it is. <laughs> I didn't actually look. I just walked outside, and it was really hot. 91. Whew, that's, that's a hot summer day in, in Indianapolis. For Indy, that's hot. <laughs> it is hot. That's about what race day was this year. Yeah, that was crazy. So, Tony, we got kind of scooped in the last podcast. So, See. basically, we recorded on Sunday, and then that Monday, actually, big Pacers breaking news broke, and we got kind yes. of that always happens to us. I hate when that happens. I know. So, Monday, Adrian Wojnarowski reported that that young once was thinking about opting out of his contract. Uh, we've talked about this a couple of times. He Seriously, considering. Yeah, whatever the verbiage was, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> He has a $13.7 million option for the 2018-19 season. We've talked about it, how maybe the Pacers would want to opt out and then pay him a two- or three-year deal. It sounds like that's what he wants, but maybe they're not willing to give it to him. Um, you know, I don't know the whole – we obviously don't know all the background and what's going on behind the room and whether Thad maybe thinks he's another team going after him or whatnot. But it seems like right now, what, 50-50 we put at him picking up his option? Yeah, it's going to be tight. I mean, I think you're absolutely right. Um that he's just wants a longer term deal or he's considering that. And uh, I think he, I think he's probably at the point where he's waiting on whatever offer he sees the Pacers give him before he makes a decision. And that's what he is seriously considering. So first, do we think the Pacers are even going to offer him a, a long-term deal? No. I mean, I think they want to wait a year because um, just have more information about how good he could be when he's older and see and, what he is worth. And they want his cap space probably next year just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of reasons they would want to wait a year and extensions are just, I don't know. It's weird. Like you're committing to a team. Like they, I don't think they want to commit to anyone on the team except for Vic, <laughs> literally anyone. Yeah. And it, it also seems like that the Pritchard wants a stretch four out there. And yeah, Dan who, shot, who shot 32% from three last year is not the stretch four. No. And that's the problem is because Ted's super good at every other power forward skill. He just doesn't have the one that Pritchard sees as the most important thing for their improvement. Um, and I, you know, he shot like 40% from three in 16, 17 before that wrist injury. So it's really weird that he took that. I don't know if that was the fluke or if the fluke is now, you know, like, I don't know if he is what he actually is. Yeah. And, you know, he you say he's got a good shooter before here though. You say he's good at everything, but he's not like some, Superb offensive player. He's a very consistent, no, tidy player, whatever it is. But like, I think Pritchard wants a guy who can go out and just score a lot. The powerful position. I think that's what he really wants. Somebody who can stick in the corner and will knock down two or three threes a game and can maybe score score somewhere off the dribble a little bit better. I think that's what Pritchard kind of wants. Interesting, because especially in today's league where PG's playing the four, LeBron's playing the four, Kawhi's playing those kind of guys, you need sort of a guy who, you know, because he he can't really hold his own defensive against those guys. He's got to match them toe for toe on offense. Yeah, I think the, I think that's true. Um, I think if he could just be a net neutral kind of guy who does the skills you just said, that would be just fine. I mean, they don't need this guy to be a, a beast. And stretch fours are expensive, though. That's the thing. 
Um, and that's why with that, it's the same way. Like good power forwards cost a lot of money. Like guys who can defend on the perimeter or shoot a three or, you know, have a discernible skill that'll I'll be like, think about the power forward position, right? Like in the finals, it was Kevin Love who can play center and like Draymond who can play center. Like your power forward has to be so niche or so talented at some specific thing. And like that is not like so good at one specific thing. And I think that's yeah. part of it too. Even if you, you stretch that out to the conference violence, what was Marcus Morris playing the four? Yeah. And Luke Bamute or PJ Tucker, basically. Yeah. And that, like the Rockets guys are, are, I think, what you look at if you're Pritchard and seeing what, because those guys, like PJ Tucker is exactly what you just said. He can stand in the corner, make a three, and he's a monster defender. Like that kind of guy would be good and, and is kind of what power forward is now. Yeah. Even with the thing with Thad, too, is he wants a longer term deal because he is. 31 years old and the market right now for power forwards, we were looking at it before the show. There just isn't a ton of like good ones out there for agent wise. So we'd probably be in a good positioning right now in the market to get a, a decently long-term deal. Yeah. I think a good team would like the jazz would love to have Thaddeus young or the, um, I, any good team in the West basically would love to have a guy like that. So I think he knows he can get a sizable amount of money. Anyway, I think he just wants to see if he can get long-term money from somewhere that he likes and wants to stay, which is India. Yeah, I think he likes it in India. That's part of it, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think he loves it. And like, and he's had a weird career because he started in Philly, and they were good, and they sucked. And then he went to Minnesota when they were sucking. And then he went to Brooklyn, and they sucked. Like, he's been in a lot of bad teams, so I think he likes that they're good, too. I think that's important. Yeah, and he's a leader on this team. Remember, he was yeah. the captain of the team. That, that's a big thing. It means he's got the respect of the locker room and all the other stuff. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's just a lot of reasons he'd want to stay. So I think, I don't know, like, I, would you find it off-putting if you were him and they didn't offer you either a good extension or offer you one at all? A little bit, but I also can understand where it's, the paper's coming from because a it's a business and they're good. they need it. Like, he's not the answer you know, is, is he the, could he be the power forward in this team if they win a championship or compete for a championship? And if he's like the answer is yes. he's the worst starter, maybe. Right? That's But yeah. I'm not sure that's the, he's the answer. And as he get older, how does his body slow down? I mean, there's a lot of worries that the guy who about to turn 30 or 30 and been in his 30th season or 30 years old season, it's kind of concerning. And so I can see where the Pacers are coming from. I also understand where he's coming from, where he also, on the other side, he is 30. He had a really good year. He showed himself in the playoffs to be a pretty good player and at times be able to guard LeBron at times are kind of at least face him up and kind of be the kind of guy you can throw at LeBron, which a lot of teams are looking for nowadays. Um, so I don't know. It goes both ways sort of, but I can understand both sides of why he wants to be, why he wants to do it and why the Pacers don't want to give it to him. Right. Right. I think that is why he'll get money though. Like you said, he can do that LeBron stopping like, like the Raptors honestly <laughs> could use him, which is funny, but they don't have any cap space. No, they could give him the mid level or they could just, he could opt in, and they could trade Sergi Baca and an asset for him. I mean, Sergi Baca's not good, but he'd be fun to—he'd be a fun guy to have at the four for the Pacers if you got an asset with them. But well, they—they don't want that contract, twenty-one million dollars a year for another two more years. Oh, Ibaka's contract stinks, but that's why you get an asset with it. What would you get in return for it? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, gee. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's worth it. That's not enough. Oh, I would do that. But that twenty-one that that basically wipes all your cap space for the next two Sergi years. Sergi Baca would start, dude. Yeah, but I he's mean, not that good. The trade's not realistic at all. I don't think the Raptors are in any position to make some ballsy move like that. He's not. No, I think that he's twenty-eight. I mean, he's fine. He's twenty-eight. He's not twenty-eight. He's not twenty-eight. 
He's not he, 28. He's, four, he's, a, he's shot almost 40% from three a couple years. Like, he's a pretty good shooter. He's an okay defender. He's just, just losing speed very quickly. <laughs> yeah, but if you think if you think Serge is 32, you can see why his stats have fallen. Yes. Looking at the 32-year-old player. Serge is 30, yeah. I mean, that's You can see why, oh, he had 30 in his stats or a default. You can kind of see that decline. Is not, not, like, if I knew how old he was, he'd be a good comp for, like, when Thad would decline. Yeah, I mean, you could. Well, I guess he had, he had a decent year two years ago in Toronto, right? He had pretty, that's why he got the contract extension. Yeah, yeah, he was good. And he was they really had bad in the playoffs they had to because they just traded for him. He was really bad in the playoffs. He was terrible in the playoffs this year. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know if I want that. I do think you're right, though. There is probably Utah probably would go after Thad. Um, if Houston could get the cap space, they probably would think about it too. Dang, there's so a super thing. long Reddit thing about uh, Ibaka's age. Yeah, he's not. He's not 28. No, I don't think so. I'll read this later. But anyway, that has a lot of options, and I think that's what's going to make it hard to figure out. Yeah. So let's assume that opts out. Now the Pacers 100% need to go after a power forward, right? The only power forward on oh, the yeah. roster. Oh, yeah. TJ Leaf. <laughs> I mean, they could start to bonus, right? That's the first option. Right. And they could just re-sign Booker as the backup and call it a day if they really wanted to do that. But so some of the big-name power forwards, top power forwards available, this is why Thad Young is probably – Wants to opt out is because the top ones are Eric Gordon, Julius Randle, Derek Favors, the top three. No, I put Tabari above Favors. Tabari above Favors? Okay, so those are the top. But those are the top three or four, and three of those are, un, are unrestricted. Really? What? Isn't I, or restricted, I mean. Sorry, yes, Gordon, yes. Randle, there you go. are restricted, okay. are restricted, which means they could, and Parker are restricted, and they will, could go back to their teams. Yeah, I think that all of them except Randle probably will go back to their teams. Um which makes it Derek Favors, who is not stretchy at all, and that would just not work. I feel like he would be worse. Like, actually, I think Pacers fans who are obsessed with rebounding for no reason would love Derek Favors. <laughs> yeah, but you're basically swapping Favors for Young on the same. I guess what happened, right. right? The the Jazz would go after Young, and and the Jazz have said they won that deal basically. Yeah, so oh, absolutely. Want. And then you keep going uh, on power forwards because you like none of those four guys, unless they really want to overpay to have Aaron Gordon. Uh, or Julius Randle, <laughs> uh, the next best guy is probably like Mbaa Mute, Mike Beasley, uh, Chandler, Wilson Chandler, and Ilyasova. Like, not not a star-studded group. So we should talk about um, Gordon Randle for a minute. Okay. I don't want to, but we will. No, because <laughs> uh, people in Pacers land, Pacers Twitter, whatever it is, uh, love, love these, we'll have to talk about these two guys at least. So let's talk about Gordon first for a minute. To get him – Probably cost four years, eighty million, maybe. No more, more. A hundred. Yeah, I mean the magic will ha- match if it's close. Are you sure they're gonna match his contract? They're not gonna want to just move on. Yeah, probably. I don't know. They haven't had. I mean, like I, I'm just trying to figure out what what's the magic kind of like big picture plan. <sighs> Sorry. Ooh. Like, do they want to lock up this guy who they're not sure about for $100 million? Trade it would be the move if they really wanted to. Um, I don't know what they want to do. They traded Alfred Payton, and I don't know. If, I think that may, that makes me think they want to keep him. Oh, I would think they just want to completely blow it up. Or they hire a new GM, right? Yes, they did. They have a new uh, analytics department, new GM, new coach. They're going wild. Because, I mean, if they don't. He's sign him. They're at what? The thing I never thought about until just now is they just drafted that Jonathan Isaac dude who plays the same position. Yeah, and you think about it that if they re-sign Gordon to the max, they're capped at one hundred nine million dollars for a team that won what 25, 30 games last year. Yeah, 
So you're paying above the tax. You're not. You don't get any luxury tax money. They were capped last year too. Well, last year they were at ninety nine. They were just under the cap. Last year. Yeah. Right. So what I'm saying is a lot of teams that aren't good want to be able to access the luxury tax money, which you have to do if you're under the cap. So if you're under the cap, the team split whatever extra luxury tax money there is. And with the Warriors going to pay an astronomical sum in luxury tax this year, the, the, the repeater. And then you got Washington coming into that soon. And if LeBron, you know, wherever LeBron goes, that team's going to be over the tax too. And if there's like going to be a lot of money out there, and if you're not under the, the cap, you have to, you don't get the kind of money. <sighs> I would hate to be a fan of a team whose owner's goal is to be under the cap so they can get tax money. <laughs> I don't think it's the goal, but if you're rebuilding, that's one of the goals because right. you're kind of selling tickets for your to make make enough money. You're, I you're, think if you're already paying Bismack Biombo seventeen million a year, you uh, <laughs> you punt, you just lose, you don't you don't get the tax money. Yeah, but, well, part of punting is getting rid of a guy like Aaron Gordon. Oh, you, I don't think you ever punt on a guy like Aaron Gordon. But I just don't. I just don't know if this team just wants to go into a full rebuild and just say screw it. I think he's back for sure, almost. Really, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. For, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for anybody to pay for a guy. Who's best shot. player? <laughs> yeah, but but what's that mean if he's your best player on a team that won thirty games? It doesn't mean anything. Okay, then why do we want him in Indiana? <laughs> because he might fit in better with the, with the assets we have. Right? <laughs> I don't think he would fit in at all. He can't shoot that well. But he might get better looks because he's not being the only target of the defense. Man, I don't know. Right? I mean, he's he all of a sudden is the third option on the Pacer team from three. Ah, nothing like a third option who can't really play great defense. Perfect. <laughs> but, but we were talking about it. He can't. I'm so low on signing. I'm so low on paying twenty million to have Aaron Gordon be the third option who can't play defense. It's unbelievable. I don't know. The thing is, if he fits in well and he's really young, it, it could work out. Per se. Yeah, it'd be awesome if that worked out. It, then you'd be paying the dude $22 million. And are we not sure defensively that if he's in a, a better coaching situation with a coach? I don't think he was a good defensive coach, but <laughs> Dan, Burke, Dan Burke might be a better or a better team defense in general. He wouldn't be a better defender. Um, he's super uh, athletic. He's super yeah, athletic. He's, well, he's bad at like isolation D and stuff that athletic dudes should be good at, not even team defense. Yeah, and – and I want to say that the Frank Vogel stuff the past two years, I think he's got to throw out this whole thing. It was a terrible experiment. Yeah, Vogel, got, poor guy. He, it wasn't his fault. He got put on a – basically went to a team that was just – that's not a bitch back Biombo to a – Ron Hennigan, player. yeah, screwed him. I feel bad for Vogel. Yeah, but, um, you know, if it wasn't to Larry Bird that the real defensive guru is Dan Burke, are we sure he can't yeah, coach I, up? I actually in this conversation just talked myself into liking Randall more than Gordon, even though I don't like either at all. <laughs> okay, so let's let's move to Randall a little bit. So what's the kind of Randall probably going to be? Let me tell you the problem with Julius Randall, Adam. Go ahead. He is a center. Okay. He is a center when he is good at basketball. I, like I wrote when I wrote about him and I looked at his net ratings um, at center and power forward. It's like crazy how different they are, and uh, he, he's just not like if you have Julius Randall at the four, like imagine him and Sabonis on the court together, you could never score at the rim. Like he, it just would never work. Like if you didn't have Sabonis and Turner, it would make some sense, but he, he can't shoot. Like he's not stretchy at all. I don't think he makes any sense, like a lick of sense. So is it fair to say that he is sort of a younger, more athletic version of Trevor Booker at this point in his career? Yo, he's better. He's way better. Oh, he's better. He's younger, more athletic. But he's where Trevor Booker was when he was 23. Prime Trevor Booker. He, yeah, when he yeah. was in Washington, it was actually good. Uh, yeah, the kind of undersized, you know, below 6'10", but big dude who will, can pound it, can box, box you out, will get kind of get in your face, sort of that kind of like just bigger body dude. 
I totally forgot Julius Randle got hurt his rookie year. Yeah, I remember he like knee, right? His knee. Yeah, he only played a, one game. Wasn't that a concern coming out of college that his knee would not hold up? And then the first I game, I don't remember. I don't remember. I do remember that. I think I think there was concern that he had like a knee injury and was covering it up. And then in the first game, he tore his ACL or something like that. Oh yeah, I think he's a maverick, just because he's yeah. from there. So what's his contract going to look like though? You think? Uh, it depends if he if the Lakers can keep him restricted or not. Um, so there are a ton of ways to do it. Eric Pincus just wrote about it, and it's pretty good. Um, the timing of how they can like sign a trade Randall and get all these good dudes. So I don't think they're gonna. I don't. I don't think you can get him unrestricted. I don't think that's gonna be an option. So the problem. The question is, if you if he signs a contract on July one, an offer. So like then the Lakers are probably forced to let him go because LeBron's like made a decision for another week. Right. 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 If they think they're in the yeah. LeBron sweepstakes, but then again, his agent is also Aaron Mintz, who's PG's agent. So maybe. He doesn't sign a deal July 1 because he's waiting for LeBron to make a decision. And then kind of yeah, the, yeah, and he could want to, like, take the qualifying offer, chill for a year in L.A. with his bird rights, and then get paid and be with these studs. Yeah, or some – I mean, I, I could see where there's a wink-wink deal between the Lakers sort of like, yeah. listen, wait for a free agency. We're going to offer you this contract. We have to wait till the end kind of thing. But – is. Don't sign something right now. But relating it back to the Pacers, uh, he is a terrible three-point shooter and – He's good in the pick and roll, so I guess he'd fit in that way. But uh, he is not a good three-point shooter. He's not good at defending on the perimeter. He's okay. I think he's underrated, actually, almost as a defender on the perimeter. But he's still not good. People just talk like he's awful. Uh, he's only okay protecting the rim because he's only six nine. Like he's a center. He's not a power forward. And if he's if his main position is one that they already have two young dudes in, it just make any sense. Yeah, I think I'd rather them play Sabonis than him. Me too. Me too. Him. I know. But um. That's why Jabari, I mean, like, if they're going to go restricted on Team Jabari. Okay, so then let's talk about Jabari Parker real quick. What do you think but, his contract is? Ah, uh, man, the two ACL tears are just making him yeah, impossible to say. I guess it's a two-and-one, the team option. Yeah, something like that. that. Um, like, he shot super good from three these last two. Not super good, but good enough from three these last two years. 20-point-per-game score in 16-17. He's a terrible defender, like absolutely horrible. Um, but he makes a lot more sense with, I think, what the Pacers are trying to do than any either of the other two guys. Yeah, and he especially can kind of play sub minutes. So like, he, not that he'll be a backup; he might be a starter. But he could sort of, you could switch him as a bonus out a ton, sort of. He could be your second unit creator that everybody wants so bad. Yeah, but you want him with the starter sometimes because he stretches the floor so well. Yeah, no, no, he could. I know he could do both. Yes, yes, I agree. The problem is, if how much is he going to get? Yeah, it's that's it's so hard to say. 10 to 15 maybe for a year or two? Yeah. I don't know what he's going to get. That's that's the question. And then why would the Bucks not match that? You know what I mean? Right. They don't want to lose him for nothing. Exactly. And if he can if he can put up 20 points a game, you're not have to offer him a four-year max. That's I think he's the, probably the hardest to get of the group, if we're being honest. Yeah. No, because he's probably going back. You said what Milwaukee's best chance is to trade him, sudden trade him to get a young asset. To get a Kawhi or something, so they could be so nasty. Maybe their move is to go get uh, Chandler Parsons in the four pick. <laughs> oh, let's talk about that. I think yeah, that's, that's, that's a good transition. Um, um, no, let's close out with this. I think that Thad will be back next year. I think he's going to opt in, even with this report. Okay, I, I like I said, I'm 50-50 on it right now. I really think he's going to opt in. What's up then, date? July, June 29th? June 29th, 13 days. Um, so, oh, from your listening, only 11 days. Good Lord. Yeah. We're of course on Saturday, so. Yeah. Um, no, no, so he'll, he'll, he'll opt out on Sunday <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. And then we'll record tomorrow night. God, God that would suck. 
This will um, be the mystery pod, the never heard, <laughs> never heard pod. God, that annoy me so much. Um, yeah, I think I think he ultimately ups in. I do. All right, that's fair. I don't think he. I don't know if he does. I really don't know. It's sort of. I think it's really up in the air. If he really thinks he can get a three-year deal from somebody else, I just don't think he's going to drop off so much this year that he can't get like three for twenty-five next summer. And I think that will end up being more total money than if he signed the whatever. Yeah, I just don't know at this point of career. He's had a little, a lot of little like Nick, like Nick injuries kind of thing. Like I think he had what a back issue and a, the ankle like, this year for a little bit too. Ankle, yeah, and he had the hand. Like I think he, that's a little bit of concern of I like he can't stay healthy. Who knows? <laughs> I also have a hand. Hand injury? And it, no, I just you said I have a hand. Uh, well, he has that hand <laughs> thing. Where he hurt his thumb. What did he tear his thumb or something like that? <laughs> I forget what he hurt. I do remember that. It was 2016-17, his three-point shooting season where he then he hurt his hand like midway through the year and it. Never got better. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is going to be. Yeah, I don't know. Let's move on to some trade talk. That's where I was trying to get at. Um, so, the, so crazily, almost stupidly, not almost, but stupidly. It, the, very stupidly. My goodness. The Memphis Grizzlies are offering the number four pick, and Chandler Parsons are reportedly offering that up to see what's available if they do that. Well, like two more years on Parsons' deal. Like, just whatever. Just do it. Okay, you screw it up. Like, Sunk cost, whatever. You're stuck with Chandler Parsons. Like, dude, they're not in any position to trade these picks. Okay, but the thing is, if you look at it, they don't own their pick, right? The next two years, basically, if they're in, if they're anywhere good. Next year, yeah, they lose it. Right, but isn't it also? Isn't it? What's it? Is it top twenty? Either way, I don't think there's a chance they're as bad as this year next year. Even if they didn't have the fourth pick. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. It's kind of really hurt all year. Yeah, but I think you still need, you still need another guy. You want another kind of guy out there to really like, compete. Yeah, just get the four, use the fourth like fourth pick mid level done. Like it, that's it. They'd be good enough. But who, but who are they gonna get for that? Who cares? <laughs> Mike Conley and Gasol and the fourth pick being probably someone really good, pretty good, and the mid level can get you fucking someone. Oh shoot. We gotta bleep that. Uh, <laughs> the mid level can get you someone pretty good this summer because there's no cap space. Like I think they could pull something off. I, I think it depends on the fourth pick is on draft day too. Uh, they have Doncic written all over them. I hope they do that. But he's gonna go two, isn't he? No, the Kings are gonna do something dumb. We all know that. Okay, the Kings are gonna trade for Kawhi, which means they're gonna go. <laughs> the Kings are gonna draft Marvin Bagley, and I'm gonna laugh so hard. I'm just saying, I I can understand what they're trying to do. I think it's a little crazy, but if they can, let's say they can flip it for the seventh pick, would that be worth it? Probably. Mm, yes. I don't know why. Well, who picks seventh? Why would they do that? I think the Bulls pick seventh. They would never do that. Why they don't? They don't need the cap space. They're not. They're not going to win anytime soon. Because moving up three spots in this draft isn't worth Chandler Parsons' money. What if it's Luka Doncic though? Well, if he's on the board, well, well they can talk about it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's going to be a draft day decision depending on who's on the board. Four and Parsons and the best young player on the Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks for Kawhi. <laughs> like, that, it. That, that, that would be a crazy move. That, that could do it, maybe. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Um, um, I don't know. I We got to stop not talking about the Pacers first and any stuff. Uh, would you do that trade if you're Pritch? Uh, would you take on Parsons for four? I would do that in one second. Yeah, well, it's because you're only giving the 23rd pick and, what, Sabonis maybe? Yeah. 
yeah, you'd get you. I don't even know if that would have to be the case. Like, you, you Parsons doesn't suck either. That's a thing that's not talking to stay about. healthy though. Yeah, he's hurt all the time and he's overpaid as heck. But my gosh, he's like not a bad basketball player. But so I don't think this Memphis is like they're gonna give it up for nothing. They just want to see what's out there for that kind of. Move. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I and I think I think that's why they're really eyeing Chicago to be honest. I wonder if I, I didn't I didn't see who they're eyeing. I I heard that they I mean I I, I saw some of the Clippers. Maybe the Clippers are eyeing them, but Tobias Harris and one of their two picks. I'm just saying, if if you're really high on a guy like even Mo Bamba, and he's there at four, something like that, I could see that happening. I mean, people are yeah. really high on him and his athleticism and like that. So there, there, there's like, it makes a little sense if you're trying to go get a younger player or whatever. I don't know what you could swing from Chicago, or you're trying to get rid of Parsons' money so you can go sign another guy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think I mean, they should do that if they if that is if that is even kind of real and they could do that. That'd be awesome. I guess the question is, would they have to wait till after the draft to make the move? Because, well, no, because they have to wait a month after the draft before trading the pick, right? Yeah. If they want to sign a player, you won't wait a month for them. Exactly. So who? Question. I don't know who they're getting then. If they, if who are they trying to sign for agency? If they get rid of Parsons, like where's who's getting that money? Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> they still okay. wouldn't have cap space. They'd still be over the line. I think. No, they wouldn't. No, they would be way under it. I don't think they would. They'd be at eighty million dollars. They're at hundred and ten million guaranteed. Take away twenty five, and they're at ninety five. They're at six million in space. Ooh. You said one hundred and ten minus twenty five. One is eighty five million. Is it? It is. Dang. Okay, they'd have sixteen mil. That's enough. And that's, that's if, and then they can they can waive some of their. They have a bunch of like, I think it's like twenty. Probably they probably get close to what. Dang. It Twenty twenty five million. You get close to that probably if they try. Sign and trade Tyreek for something. They could have a fun summer. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I would not do that trade if I was them. But if I'm the Pacers, if they offered me Parsons and four for I don't know Sabonis 20. and Bojan, I might do that. Yeah, I mean, so the trade for the Pacers, bring it back to them. Like we've been trying, <laughs> you've been trying to do <laughs> terrible is, job of this today. <laughs> if they want, if they want players that can actually contribute to them winning next year, Collison, Bojan, and a twenty three would be a lot. Be a lot. That could yes. definitely improve their roster. But I don't know how you're the Pacers. You do that in a heartbeat, but then you got to go out and get the guys and all of a sudden. Right, yeah. I mean, technically, you're, you're bank on Parsons playing in the Bojan spot, and yep. then you lost your cat space next summer too. But right. then who are you going out? You got to go out and get a point guard then, basically. Yep. I don't know what they would do. Or they draft Luka Doncic, and then he's your point guard. <laughs> yeah, I'm not ready to start day one, though. <laughs> oh, he's going to be so good. And are we certain he's not going to just say, I don't want to come over to whatever team, if it's not the Lakers or New York? I'll come over. Money talks. Doesn't he have a lot of money, though? Is he not, like... nah, no, he'll come over. His salary in Real Madrid is not even compared to what he'll make in the NBA, plus endorsements. Yeah, but he wants to go play for Minnesota. Or not, or uh, for Memphis, sorry. Um, a lot of guys. Or, sorry, Sacramento is the one I'm thinking of. He could, he could easily say, go to Sacramento. He actually does make in. Uh... I'm just saying, I wonder if he doesn't, want, he doesn't want to go to Sacramento. They're just a bad franchise. He'll go. He'll go wherever he's picked. All right, whatever you say. Um, all right, well, let's, we've been teasing around this. Let's move on to the big the big trade, and that's never going to happen, I think. But uh, Kawhi's available, so, what's, so what does it take to get, to get, get Kawhi? Victor Oladipo uh, for Kawhi. Victor Oladipo. <laughs> Victor Oladipo is the answer to that question. Um, 
yeah, I don't think that's why I don't think there's any way this happens because the the Spurs will say, hey, well, give you him for Vic, and then the Pacers say no, and then they have nothing else that is even close to fair value for Kawhi, and that's it. It's over. Miles Turner and Sabonis. And, uh, and <laughs> that might not be enough. Miles Turner, Sabonis, and Corey Joseph, but then you, you're bet you, Kawhi's not going to resign probably. Yeah, exactly that too. Yeah, so they'd be way overpaying for him. Yeah, I don't I don't think it makes any sense. Yeah, I wonder if this whole Kawhi thing ends with Kawhi in New York. How would the how what the heck do the Knicks have to offer? Um, I don't know, but he doesn't. He doesn't. They want him to L.A. because they're spiteful, and so. Here's Ennis Cantor. <laughs> I don't know. They could send. They could figure it out somehow. French Frank. Don't, don't they have a number nine pick this year? I think it's Philly, Boston, or L.A. That's it. Either L.A. See, I think you may be right, Boston, but I don't know how they swing. I guess they think of Jalen Brown, but. Jalen Brown, Marcus Morris, and T. Rowe. Bang. I don't know if that is better than a, than an Ingram couple pick. Ingram's or, not good. <laughs> Ingram, Kuzma, Lonzo kind of combo. I mean, if the, if the Lakers are offering stuff to the Pacers for taking on Bang or something, call me out on Brandon Ingram. I do not think he's very good. I think you're wrong with that. He's okay, but I don't I think he's good. Anyway. Um, I yeah, know. I think you're talking about a guy who's been on – a young roster and it just sort of hasn't really had like been disciplined or corralled into sort of a better team. He put up, I mean, he had a good year last year, I thought. He was okay. 40% from 39% from three with 16 points. I mean, it's, I can live with, I can live with the age of 20. I can live with his scoring. And he has the eight, he's 20 years old. Like, I, I get it. Jalen Browns has been in a way better. way better, but it's also he's been in a better coaching situation, probably. Wait. And you put Brandon Ingram on. San Antonio, and all of a sudden you might have the next Kawhi. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. But the same thing we say for Jalen Brown. So, uh, the Browns a little older than if Brandon. If Brandon, Brandon, if Jalen Brown goes to the Spurs, he'd be the best player in the NBA under Pop in like two years. Maybe I don't know. He's played. He's played on a lot of a much Man. better team too. You yeah, look at that. I mean, he played he's against so good with Kyrie and Horford, which is like a huge benefit to a young guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean. I, Anyway, we keep not talking about the Pacers. Like, there's just the thing is, I, I keep hearing the the they shouldn't trade into the Western Conference stuff. Like, first of all, it's stupid. But if that's a real thing and they trade Kawhi to the East, like someone's gonna be better. And that's gonna make things harder for the Pacers too. Yeah, I, I think they're, they're, they'll be spiteful, and if the Kings offer them two for him, they'll do it in three seconds and send him to San Sacramento for a year <laughs> and tell him suck it up. Funny. Tell God, him to suck it up. On, oh my! If the Spurs keep getting these generational talents, like, come on. Yeah, I wonder if the NBA has to step in and say, no, no, Sacramento, you can't make that trade. <laughs> I don't know. I They would not step in. They would not block it. No, they wouldn't because they want – Sacramento stinking is good for the, is good for the NBA. It's yeah. It's a small market that nobody cares about. Well, I don't – people really overblow the whole block and a trade thing because I don't even think the Chris Paul trade is blocked if the NBA wasn't owning the Hornets at the time. Yeah, that situation I still think is pretty bad though considering that – It was bad. You, yeah, I don't. I, th- I guess because they own the team, they could block it, but I th- it was pretty bad. That it was bad optics, and I don't think it'll ever happen again. Yeah, and it was really bad because was that right before or after the the whole big three and Miami thing? Uh, before, right? So then you kind of the Lakers were trying to build a thing like that, and then, then Miami just went ahead and did it because they didn't need to, you couldn't block for agents, right? They should have blocked the, the, the KD signing. That's not for the good of the league, but whatever. 
would not have. That would have. Been, that, would have that would have. I would probably have never watched basketball again. Like, well, they should have said, you, if a guy can't go or he wants to go, I would never watch basketball again. No, but what they should have done is said, this caps thing is stupid. Why can't this happen? Kind of thing. Too many. Yeah, the players wanted it, so. Yeah, they did, and they got screwed in it, to be honest, because all these random guys that aren't any good got were just lucky to be free during that one season, got a ton of money. Like Chandler Parsons. <laughs> like Chandler Parsons, like Bismet Biyombo we're talking about, like Al Jefferson, all these guys. Um, where you, we, we did this with uh, LeBron, so now I'll do it with Kawhi. Where do you think he ultimately ends up? Mm. Not like in free agency next summer. Like, Where do you think he gets traded to? I think Sacramento, to be honest. Wow, I think I think they're gonna do it. I mean, right. they I think the purple jersey Kawhi Leonard look is gonna be nice. I think they're stupid enough to do it. To be honest, I am rolling with the 76ers. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so let's move on to our last thing, and that is that Jalen Brunson. Pacers only topic. Finally, we, no, we have that young talk. Yeah, that's true. For like that's forever. True. Um, so Jalen Brunson had a private workout with the Pacers. I don't know if that means they want to draft him at 23, whether it be available at 23 or what, but it brought him in. They must like him. I don't know if it's just because whatever happened with coordination with other players, he was the only one available to work out that day, whatever it was. They brought him in for a prior workout, and it's a big deal, right? Did you know he's named after Jalen Rose? Every person named Jalen is. Now they have to draft him. Well, <laughs> you realize, like, like Jalen Rose, if you look at Jalen Rose when he was good, starting in, like, 92 – there's all from 92 to like 98. There's all these people named Jalen. Seriously. Yeah, just look, well, look, he look. was born in like, wasn't he like a 95 guy? No, Seriously. 92 with the, with the, the Michigan. Jalen Rose wasn't in the NBA in 92, dude. What are you talking about? Michigan. He's at Michigan. Oh, oh right. He was <laughs> immensely popular in Michigan. Yeah. The Fab Five was the biggest team on the planet, 92, 93, 94. Right. That's what I'm talking about. And then you get in the NBA and he was still pretty popular. Yeah, he was a beast. I can't believe he all. Right. Look at all these kids born between 92 and like 2000 or 98. A ton of them are named Jalen. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. You I, you win this round. <laughs> I mean, it's that's when he was popular, but I don't think it means they have to draft him because there's Jalen Brown. There's so many good Jalen players, too. I mean, there's so there's a ton. There are. But, there are. but I want to know what you think of, what you think of Jalen Brunson. So should they take him at 23 uh, or not? He's my favorite prospect, so I hope they do. Uh, he can score from everywhere. Um, he's not great on D yet, uh, but that's it is what it is. Like he's such a good scorer, he's a pretty good passer. He knows how the defense is going to shift. He ran a motion offense, which is like uh, as close to NBA level offense as you're going to get in college. Um, like I just think he's a great player, and I think he would fit in really well. Is he ready today to play big minutes in the NBA or rotation minutes? No rookie is, but yes, I but think he's, he's rotation minutes. Three years in the, in the in college, so he's old enough. Yep, he's. Probably is he is he big enough yet? I don't know. Right? Is he what's his weight like? 200, one, two, 205 for six three. Jalen Brunson is six three one ninety nine. One ninety nine. So it's a little small for you guys six three. I think Steph is what two ten, and he's six three. And that's kind of this good question. Basketball. I think answer. I think that's usually what you when you're six three about two ten is what they want you to be to be a good point guard that can last because of size. Yeah, it's six three one ninety. Oh, he is. Yes. Are you sure he's one? Wow! Holy shit. <laughs> I swear I thought well, it was like explicit tagging coming on this episode. <laughs> yeah, we're not plucking that out. What's it, what's it, okay, well, so he's probably more ready than most prospects, right? To play, yeah, minutes, I think, day one. I don't like 
Yeah. Um, I, I think so. Just because he's so polished on offense and can score from anywhere. The question is, is he really athletically fast enough to play in the league, right? Yes, that is the question. I believe the answer is yes. So he doesn't have, like, unreal speed like a Darren Collison, for example. Darren Collison's not that fast. Darren Collison is really fast. What the hell are you talking about? Darren Collison's not that fast. Did, have you seen him get to the rim sometimes? He's, I mean, he's not, like, you know, big fast. Pacers in my life. Darren Collison is fast. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Darren Collison's not that fast. Yes, he is. Darren Maybe Cousins. a guy who's six foot tall has played in the league so long. He's fast. Because he can shoot. Everybody had a gym. And he can get to the – he can crafty <laughs> around the rim because he's so fast. He's not that fast. He's kind of yes. fast. I think you're being bi- – you're clouded by because Vic is like another level of speed. But Collison is like that second level fast of like I, pretty fast. Dude, I think Collison's like barely faster than Bojan. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. He's not that fast. Yes, he is. I'm not going to take heat for this one on Twitter. I don't think he's that fast. I think, I mean, I don't think Collison, like I said, I don't think he's like Vic level fast, but I think he's faster than Bojan. Oh, yeah. I think he's the, think he's the second fastest guy in the Pacers. Uh, <laughs> I Googled this Darren Collison fast, and there's an there's a video that says Ty Lawson believes he is faster than Darren Collison. Darren Collison is fa- right. He's the second fastest Pacer. Right? Uh, mm, I mean, Lance, maybe? No. Lance, maybe Joe Young. Uh, Carlson is fast. I don't think so, man. Carlson is fast. Okay, well, let's use a different barometer. Uh, Is Jalen Brunson any slower than, like, Corey Joseph? (laughs) No, but he's not as big, right? Joseph looks like he looks bigger, but Uh, he probably is. This is good. I'm glad we're always wrong about how big people are. Um, Corey (laughs) Corey Joseph. Is six foot three, one ninety three. So basically, Jalen Brunson's size. Really? So maybe, maybe I'm. So I'm just trying to figure out why Brunson isn't like a top twenty pick or top fifteen. Pick. Yeah, you're not. It's not a potential pick. He's old. Yeah, but I feel like people know Donna Mitchell. What played two years in college, and you're like, oh, like a potential. And then he turned out to be the best player in the draft. The next version, Dwayne Wade. Best player this year for sure. Um, yeah, Brunson will be twenty two when the season starts. So. Yeah, but if he is already in a position where he can play rotation minutes day he one. He's only six months younger than Turner. That's crazy. I don't know. I think he – I mean, I, I'm high on Jalen too, so I think they could take him and he could easily become something. I agree. Uh, the age stuff is just why he would fall. And I get that people are afraid of his athleticism, but, like, he's not – like, it, it does hurt him. He's not good defending, like, the point of attack and closeouts and stuff. But, but how many point guards are? Yeah, None. There aren't a lot of good defensive point guards in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, there just aren't. I mean, I'm trying to think the best defensive point guard is Pat Pat Bev. Right, Pat Beverly? Yeah. Pat Beverly is almost like a a zero on off at the other end. Okay, (laughs) I'll get off the way, but he's nothing. That's gotta be wrong. There's gotta be a better defensive point guard than Patrick Beverly. There I mean of the best point guards. Drew Holiday, okay. But of like the best point guards, I mean, Vic is probably the best guarding guard in the NBA. Or was last year, at least. Yeah, he is. I mean, that, and that's... There just aren't a ton of, like, Westbrook, Har- Westbrook Harden, Curry are not good defenders. I mean, they're okay defenders, but they're nothing like... You know what I mean? They're, they have their they have their weaknesses on the defensive end, but they're so good offensively, it doesn't matter. And Brunson could kind of be that, too, where he's just yeah, a really, really knockdown shooter. And I'm glad they worked him out individually so they can see that in action. And, and he's played in so many big games, you know he's not going to, like, the lights yes. are not too big anecdotal draft stuff. Yes. He's a winner. Yeah. No, but I mean that is a factor. 
yes, it should not be, but it is. Well, no, because three being able to hit a three an open three point shot in a big moment is huge in the NBA. A lot of guys yeah. can't do it. Yeah. I mean, wh- who missed Quinn Cook couldn't do it. Yeah, he did not do it. That's but I bet Brunson in that same spot would would have hit the shot. That's true. <laughs> that is true. You know, some guys have it, some guys don't. And, but it, it shouldn't be the overriding factor, but it is a factor. I love draft reports that call people winners. That's yeah, I don't know. I don't want to call him a winner. So I would say that he just. It's a positive when you say, well, we've seen him play on the biggest stage. He's, uh, he's gritty. Yeah, <laughs> that's another that's good one. That's another no, good but one. It's, it, it's a thing when you're making an art, when you're kind of adding you to like a player, him. you already like yeah. him. You're like, oh, what else does this? <laughs> he's gritty. Kind of <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I'm with you. Well, I, I like Jalen Brunson, but I, I don't, love him. Who, who do you think they're going to take him at 23? I don't. I don't. Who, who are they going to take? A wing, I hope. So my draft strategy has morphed from best player available to best wing available. We should probably tease that in the uh, locked on NBA draft. We picked who? A wing, a wing. Don't tell them who. They'll find out tomorrow. Okay. No, the final okay. today. Go listen to locked on NBA. Our pick is up today. It's yeah, awesome. So should we We're say on we it picked for five no. minutes? Uh, yeah, you know we should because it's today. Yeah, we got uh, Bates D up at twenty three. It was awesome. Yeah, where I wasn't. Who was available? It's between that and DiVincenzo, right? We were talking about DiVincenzo and Shake Milton and uh, Bates Diop and a little Melvin Frazier got in there. Uh, yeah, it was fun. It's really cool. You should check it out. Jeremy Wu from Sports Illustrated's on there, uh, grading all the picks. He did a really good job. It's super fun. I've been listening to all of them. Um, and each team breaks in and does their own snippet. It's really cool. And we yeah, got so, there. I have one. Now we're talking about. DiVincenzo and a bunch of the Villanova guys. Do we think that Villanova guys are being underrated because they're on such a good team and play with each other or overrated for the same sense that they are not this good, but they play with a coach yeah, who's ahead of everybody college. else with like what, what's kind of top five college basketball coach and three NBA players on your roster. You're going to look better than you might actually be. But the, the counterpoint is you play with only NBA players in the NBA. So they just yeah, know how to play like, with it. It goes the same way where they've all overshadowed each other too. Yeah, yeah. To shine. I mean, I think Bridges got to I'm, shine a little bit. I'm but. sad the Pacers aren't going to draft a big man because that Spellman dude's pretty good. Yeah, they don't need a big man. They have so many of them. I know. Or, I, um, we should also probably say that we brought up Kevin Love on our last Monday podcast, and then immediately during the week, Kevin Love was brought up in trade room for the Pacers, <laughs> like immediately. Bill Simmons said on his podcast on Wednesday. Um, I wrote an article about it that helped kind of perpetuate it, but there was so much stuff. All right, we're gonna let's 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 uh what should what should we make people tweet about this week? <laughs> um, well, they're they're gonna talk about Eric Gordon, Aaron Gordon, Julius Randall, hundred percent. If you're listening, everybody, uh, let's talk about when Kawhi gets traded and Lamarcus Aldridge is now available. Uh, how would you like to trade for Lamarcus Aldridge? I bet there'll be a Jabari talk too. Yes, I mean I w- I like that talking about that stuff. I hope there is. Yeah. Uh, I have, I I'm armed with article ammo for Gordon and Randall. So the, the the thing is, is San Antonio can just trade the two pick for or put Jake White for some quality players. They can still win 48 games again. With, <laughs> they won without play last year. So like, they're going to be a playoff team. So I don't know why they would trade the Marcus Aldridge yet. Yeah, it's true. But if Pop retires, then all bets are off. They should trade Kawhi for Luke Walton. <laughs> And then there, Pop retire. <laughs> there's just no way Pop is going to go through a rebuild. Absolutely no way. Right. There's just no way. He's just not that coach. But maybe he'll step down. Who knows? We'll find out. Um, anything else? I got nothing. Um, 
I got a free agent thing that should be out by the time I'm listening to this, and none of you are going to like him, so I'm really excited for that. Oh, cool. You have to tell me off the air who it is. I will. Um, and then I think we are going to actually do podcasts together three times this week. We're going to do a huge draft preview. It's going to come yes. out on Wednesday. Um, yes, yes, yes. Break down a bunch of players that we think they could take in the first and second rounds, and then we'll be back either late Thursday night or Friday with a post. We'll probably post it Thursday night just right after they make the pick, just because we can. And we'll be back with podcasts on the Pacer draft pick, wherever they take at 23, wherever they take at 50, if they make any trades, whatever it is, we'll be back with that. And then Tony and I will probably keep doing once once twice a week together until free agency dies down, and then we'll see where we're at. We will. We yeah, will. So, so as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Pacers. Uh, leave us a five-star reviews on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast. And have a great rest of your day.